Hello and welcome to the Dime Alive podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. So hello and welcome to the Dharma Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton, and this week I want to invite you to my Follow Your Highest Excitement Challenge. I'm going to be running a four-day challenge in my Facebook group. The link is in the section under the YouTube video. Please come and join us. Now is an incredible time on the planet to be building a 5D life in alignment with your soul. And it's much easier to do that with like-minded, conscious community around you. So please come and join the Follow Your Highest Excitement Challenge. You won't regret it. It's a high vibrational community of people changing the world, doing their dharma, making a difference and living in this new 5D energy. You will be absolutely blown away with the life that you can create. If you can believe it, you can create it. Believing is seeing. This week, I interviewed Marsha Martin. She and I are partners in an organisation called the Network for Transformational Leaders, I met Marsha nine years ago when I first started to follow my soul, create my dream life. She came into my life. And in this episode, we talk about how when you decide to get on the correct path in life and to fulfill your higher purpose, how the universe looks for openings. And Marsha and I connected due to me really doing my soul work. So if you're interested in creating a 5D life in alignment with your soul, go to aloise.life and download our free 5D life audit. Let's dive in. So hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. I have got a treat for you this week. It's taken me three years of my life to get one of my dearest friends in the world on my own show. (laughs) I'm about to introduce you to an iconic woman, a woman who has changed my life by being part of it, and a lady that was at the beginning of the human potential movement. She was at the forefront of creating EST with Werner Urquhart. She ran Tony Robbins's business for a while. She was instrumental in the Transformational Leadership Council and the woman that put the secret together And that is just a tiny snippet of what this incredible woman has done. So, Marsha Martin, welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. Oh, I am so thrilled to be here. And forgive me if I call you Kitty, (laughs) Aloise. It's just, it's fabulous. It's finally happened. We've come together. That's fantastic. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times I've asked her. (laughs) 
Now, I'm so pleased to have you here. And we just had a little chat before Marsha came on air. And I said, I don't know how you are going to cram all your life experience into sharing with this audience in half an hour. But do you mind kind of giving my audience who may, may, or, may or may not have heard of you a little overview about the magic that you bring to this world? Oh, thank you so much. Well, I think I can break it down into chunks because my young life was spent interning with a distant cousin who we called Aunt Gladys. And she was a sacred woman, a light worker, a white witch, a shaman, an esoteric astrologist, and a healer. And she had studied metaphysics and she took me under her arm and taught me all about energy. And she taught me how energy works. She taught me how to heal. She taught me how to channel. She taught me how to see different domains. Nice. She taught me how to listen. She taught me how to connect. And so my original teaching from a very young age was very mystical and, and filled with metaphysics. She also said, I thought was very wise, Marsha, God is always the same. God never changes. But people have a different way of seeing or languaging God. So you must study all the world religions to learn their language so that you can talk with them about who they know. And who they know is the same as everyone else knows because God doesn't change, but we have this different way of holding. And so I have studied all the world religions and all the great philosophers, and that was the basis and foundation of my young teenage years. And then, of course, that kind of led me to a place where I have a yearning and a quest to make a difference. I know that this is a special time in history. I've always known this time was coming. It's been at the forefront of my mind that people needed to wake up, and I was part of that awakening. Mm. And so it wasn't a surprise that I met Werner Erhard, who was the founder of EST, and I was there with the first five people that worked with him. And I took his first training, which was uh, 20 people mm. in the very, very early 70s. I'm giving away my age now. <laughs> and what happened was that organization became eventually landmark. And I was the senior vice president for 10 years. I helped grow it from 20 people to millions of graduates worldwide. Uh, during that time, I had 5,000 people working for me. I was the head of the communication registration division. I was in charge of training all the trainers to speak and to enroll and how to promote EST. I was in charge of filling all the EST events. How many, semi I, how many seminars do you reckon you sat in in 12? You know, you oh, must have, literally. In, in 10 years, I was in a training every weekend of my life wow. and probably three to four seminars during the week. It was a 24-7 total quest essentially for 10 and I, years and i have to say i rec i do think that you are possibly one of the most highly trained people on the planet <laughs> currently <laughs> that could be true <laughs> i've said that to you many times haven't i <laughs> yes you have but what was wonderful about that experience is i was well known and i was well trained mm. and i had many connections as a result of those years and I had a viewpoint and a way to train others in that viewpoint of how to awaken yourself and others and also mm -hmm. how to get in touch with your own personal power and how to be coming from the expression of the universal where we're all connected as one mm -hmm. and how to be in touch with that wisdom. And so transformation and transformation of human beings has been my work my whole life. 
And as a result, many people, when I left EST, came to me and asked me to run their organizations or to consult them or to train them or to coach them. And so that's how I got to run Tony Robbins' business for two mm-hmm. years and help take him national and help him launch his first great book. Mm-hmm. And I worked with all of the great transformational teachers, John Hanley and LifeSpring. I helped him organize and um, really build his uh, West Coast organization. And I worked with just everybody, actually. <laughs> and then that kind of opened it up to go into corporations because mm-hmm. CEOs and board members and senior executives started seeing the results I had. Mm. that people would come to me and take my trainings and then suddenly they would double their profit or be excellent at championship performance, be able to run a team. So I started working in some of the great corporations of the world and training senior executives. And I've trained Capital One and Avion Water and Dan and Yogurt and McCain Foods and, and um, Hard Rock Hotels International. I go all Mm. over the world training the executives in the Hard Rock Hotels. So it's just been an extraordinary, and Warner Brothers, and worked with some of the top directors and producers and actors at Warner Brothers on special projects. And then, of course, all of that led to my creating different communities. So I helped Jack Canfield co-create and co-found the Transformational Leadership Council, Mm -hmm. which is an organization of world-renowned authors and trainers from around the world. You and I co-founded the Network for Transformational Leaders in Europe. I helped with the Association for Transformational Leaders in Southern California. So, And tell us the secret story. I love that story. For people listening. So this, yeah, this woman was instrumental in making sure the secret, like everyone, I've heard so many people say, without you, the secret would not have happened, would it, the film? Well, I think that could be true, but you never know how the universe works. It's very magical. So if they can't find one way to get it done, they'll find another. But what happened was Rhonda Byrne, who's the director of The Secret, called me because I was the senior vice president and the head of, um, and later to be the CEO of the Transformational Leadership Council. And we were having our third meeting in my hometown of Aspen, Colorado, at my country club. And so many of the thought leaders were coming together. And she called me based on a message she got from Janet Atwood that said, if you want to speak or film any of us, call Marsha. She's the one that gets to make the decisions. Mm. So when she called, I was really excited. And so I called Jack Canfield, of course, who is the senior founder of the TLC. And I said, Jack, this film producer and director from... Australia wants to come and film us. And he was so cute. He said, oh, we can't have that happen because if we get a television camera in front of these guys, you know, they'll have all of their attention on that, (laughs) which is probably true. (laughs) So I started to call her back to tell her that we couldn't have her. And Mm -hmm. I actually heard a voice. And that has been something from my aunt's teachings where I've always listened to the internal voices that come through me and see different visions. Mm. And the voice said, she's supposed to be there. So I called Jack back and I said, she's supposed to be there. And he said, okay, well then you have to manage the film shoot. (laughs) And what was so funny is I went to the head of the country club, Mm. the general manager, Betsy at the time. And I said, we need an extra room for the film shoot for this film, the secret. Mm. And she says, Marcia, the house is full. 
And I said, no, but you don't understand. I have filmmakers coming. They're coming. We have to find a place. So we went through the whole country club and the whole hotel. And we found that there was an executive on vacation. And we took all the furniture out of his tiny little office. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then we set up a green screen. <laughs> and it was so small that when we filmed everybody for the movie, the the filmmakers and the cameramen were leaning up against the wall <laughs> holding the cameras like this because oh my goodness. it was a little room. So that's where we filmed it, right wow. there in Snowmass Village. And there were how many teachers um, from the TLC were about, about were filmed? Because it was like 24 teachers in The Secret, but 14 of them or something came? Yes, well, there were about 40 members at that time of TLC. Yeah. And she filmed all of us, the the plan was to have three movies she was making all at once and the first one was kind of a general overview of the secret and then it was mm. going to go into specific things along lines of relationships or health etc but the first movie was so successful and so profitable it just kind of never happened that we made the second and third movies mm. So talk to me, because obviously you just basically shared with the audience your journey. You know, it's an incredible life you've lived and you've literally been waking people up since you were like 15. <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah. My mother would say, yes, she has. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can vouch for that too. <laughs> but can you kind of describe to me, because obviously, you know, at the, the moment, this being termed as the great awakening, you know, what's this happening time. on the planet. Yeah, this time is the great awakening. But I'd love to get your perspective because you've been in this work for, we won't give away your age, but for a long time. Long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd just love to get your perspective on it because you must have seen waves of awakening over, over your life. Absolutely. And we always in the early years called this time that is here now the turning. And what in S we used to say internally on the staff, our purpose was, was to create a critical mass mm. of consciousness mm. so that a turning could take place. Or well, just got goosebumps. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting because a turning happens kind of like the turning of a tide. So the turning of a tide, if you watch the ocean, it starts at the bottom and it turns at the bottom first and it takes a while to get up to where you actually see that the tide has turned. Yeah. So all of these years of my life, I feel like we've been actively, I've been actively Building. part of the turning that's been happening and now you can see it. Mm. Now it's becoming um, something that people understand and are waking up to even in their own wisdom they don't even need a training so much but i think that um what's happening now is the great breakthrough of of light versus dark mm. so you know we have several things that are happening on our planet we need to make them work the environment our banking system our mm. medical system mm -hmm. how we relate to human beings how we interact with each other, how we um, handle our own problems of homelessness or spousal abuse, different things like that. And I think what's happening right now is many of us look at the virus as the enemy, but we look at it as the enemy because it's outside ourselves. Mm. So it's easy to consider it an enemy when really where the real enemy is, is within ourselves. 
It's the parts of us that are our shadow that we haven't really looked at that is beginning to unfold and the shadow of the world is starting to emerge as well for us to confront. Mm. And that shadow is within us. So we don't look at those things as viciously or as regimented or as rigorously as we do something that we consider isn't us. Mm. but it's all us. Mm. And so this is a time of great responsibility for those of us that have been doing some research and doing some work on our inner self to get to a place where we can be sound and whole and bring our happiness and our wholeness to the conversation rather than looking outside of ourselves for that happiness or for somebody else's approval. It's, it's a great time of celebration, actually. It's a time where the whole planet is waking up. And since that's been my work all my life, it feels wonderful to see it right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, you've been in this work for such a long period of time. Like, you know, I've been the last 15 years and it's just incredible to be alive at this time, witnessing what is happening. Um, but I'd love you to talk uh, to our audience about the concept of breaking down to breaking breaking through because at the moment we're having a big breakdown on the planet. But I'd like you to just share your perspective on sometimes why those breakdowns have to happen and what happens on the other side. Sure. I think first, if you have a background of how consciousness expands, it's easy to see the answer to your question. So if you look at consciousness in maybe four stages, mm -hmm. make it simple. Mm -hmm. Stage one's consciousness is where a human being looks at life as if they're a victim. In other words, the world is acting on them. Something out there is making me do something, feel something, have something, not have something. I'm at the effect. That's a stage one kind of consciousness. Mm. And the breakthrough from stage one to stage two happens always because of a crisis or a breakdown. If you kind of look at people's lives, you'll see they go for years and years and years, things aren't working and terrible and they're suffering and it's pain and mm. they don't understand and they try to go on and then all of a sudden something so breaks down that they have a breakthrough. And out of the crisis, they have new insights. And that moves them into a stage two consciousness where there's something inside they find from themselves, of themselves, through themselves, where they say, I'm able to cause something. I'm not a victim. I'm responsible. I can impact. Mm -hmm. But in a stage two consciousness, it's always about for me, 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 me. Service to self? Pardon? Service to self? Yes, service to self. It's like, I want more houses and then I'll be happy. I want more cars and then I'll be happy. I want more money and then I'll be happy. I want more women and then I'll be happy. I want more <laughs> success and I'll be happy. It's always about what I need and I want, that mm. consciousness. But mm. it does come with it that I can create something. I'm not at the effect. I can actually have power to get something done. Well, there's a breakdown there too before a breakthrough happens. And that breakdown is people get to a place of, they say, is this all there is? Mm -hmm. It's a longing and a, and a kind of an attitude of, I'm not fulfilled. Why is this happening that I've got all of this and I'm still not happy? I'm mm. still, there's something still mm. missing. I've ticked all the boxes that society tells yes. me. <laughs> and that's a breakdown, is it not? And mm. then that breakthrough is where, where you, we get in touch with an inner 
longing to make a difference. Mm. Inner longing and understanding that we're part of the whole system. And so we want to build the system so it works. We want to make a difference. We want to have a world that works for everyone. We want to contribute something. We want to be known for something, not just have things for me, but actually contribute. And that goes for a period of time. And then there is a different kind of breakdown. And that breakdown for that breakthrough from stage three to stage four consciousness is where the universe sees that you are serious and committed about making a difference. And then the universe says, you're going to stay on this path because I'm going to use you. Mm. The greater power, the greater understanding, the greater wisdom of the universe, whatever one calls their God, whatever all purpose, all knowing, all power is, comes through us and uses us at that stage. And then... At that point, if we don't follow that journey that the universe sees as our purpose and expresses itself through us, we have other kinds of breakdowns. The universe slaps us around if we're not listening and says, mm. no, you're going in the wrong direction. Come on, over mm. here. Wake up, wake up, this way. Yes, yes. And you really start to wake up to realizing that this is not a small thing that we're here to do. There's a big purpose and something much bigger is going on and it's happening right now, which is wonderful. So that breakdown mm. has to happen before that breakthrough of insight, recognition, understanding, waking up. Mm. And it happens in different ways, but it's always breakdown and breakthrough. Beautiful. And can you speak to this concept? Because I, I, you know, I love you've shared so many times about how the universe looks for openings of people who will do its work. So would you just expand on that for our audience? I think it's a really poignant phrase of what's happening on the planet. You know, we need, as much as we're waking up and we've had this great awakening, there's still a huge amount of work to do because we have to literally reform our society. Yes. Well, my work really has focused in for many, many years on building communities. Mm. And not just waking up individuals, which my work was for a long time, one person at a time, even if you have 300 people in a room and you're doing a transformational training, you're waking people up individually. And then my work turned into building communities, somehow creating purposes that communities could get together and realize. And a lot of my work has been about strengthening certain kinds of people so that their work in the world is more powerful. Mm. So that's why you and I put together the network for transformational leaders. Mm. The, the vision of that was we wanted a place of camaraderie and networking and association and love and support where these transformational leaders could come together and, and get re-energized and reawakened. We didn't have a purpose where we said, here's what the network is going to do. Mm. There are a lot of organizations that do that, but we had the purpose to be that we would create a space where they would feel bigger, stronger, more powerful, more aligned, more excited, more energized, so they could each go out and do their own work more powerfully. Now, that's an opening. Mm. The universe sees that as an opening. Mm. And I've created lots of organizations. And a lot of the organizations are an opening for a period of time. And it, and it feels like it's all working. 
everything's working. And, you know, it is working because the universe notices that opening and uses it as an opening, mm -hmm. just like it uses an individual to express a particular kind of thing. And then sometimes what happens is the people get off course in the community. And pretty soon the community's purpose gets misaligned or it begins to be about something else. Again, it begins to be about me. Oh, let's just keep it for ourselves. Let's just keep this small so that we can just have our little vacation time. Oh, let's just not tell anybody about how wonderful it is that we have this organization. That's one way of saying that it gets off purpose. Or it could be uh, people start to fight because then they think, well, my group's better than yours, or I'm more important in the community than you are, and clicks start to happen. There's all sorts of ways that things were once an opening that the universe can use just naturally and it flows. And then if it doesn't use it in that profound way, it's not that kind of opening the universe can utilize. Universe goes somewhere else. Yeah. And that organization will die or live on, but not really be of great impact. So that's what I mean by the universe looks for an opening. I just got the vision of the Taurus. You know, yes. the Taurus, like the yes. energy flowing, circulating yes. around the human body system, but circulating back into the universe. It's like yes. the energy has to be recycled and has to grow. And effectively, you know, the universe is looking for openings of people to do its work, to help yes. consciousness expand and help Absolutely. us ascend. Absolutely. And then also, I'd like to say that people have different forms of that work. Mm. People have different consciousness levels and mm. people have different perspectives mm. and people have different jobs and one of my jobs has been to go into corporations you know when i'm in a corporation people know that i have a spiritual center sure because i do say we're all one mm. but i speak in terms of practical things in ways that they can see that their job is a higher calling it's not just running a hotel company. It's, it's creating a home for people away from home. It's not just a digital marketing company. It's a, a force of momentum behind somebody's company and product that makes a difference in the world. So basically, your, your role will differ depending on your consciousness level. Um, but also uh, it's all about service to others. So it could be at different levels. It's about service to others, but depending on the consciousness level will depend on the role. And also appropriate to the domain. So and the when individual. I, and the organization. Mm. So when I go into a corporation, we don't talk about the consciousness of the planet. Mm. It's just not appropriate. Mm. But I speak in such a way that their consciousness... They can hear you. Yeah, it evolves and they begin to care for each other as colleagues more deeply than they had before. Mm. So the same kind of expansion happens. But I think that that's a good thing for people to know is the message can't be in just one format or one mm. form. Mm. It has to be, you know, th there's a law of communication, which is results are a function of what's heard, mm. not of what's spoken. And many, many people don't realize that. It's great that you have something to say, but what really matters is how and what do people hear. Mm. And so you have to speak into their listening. You have to speak into their perspective. 
you have to speak into their concern. Mm. And so it's important not just to think, okay, I'm about transformation and I'm here to, you know, save the planet. Yes, that's true. And sometimes it's appropriate to say that and sometimes it's not. But the job gets done either way, whether you're saying it or not. It's kind of where you're coming from and what your mission is and what your purpose is, but to also be appropriate in which format you are delivering it. So for people listening who are, you know, maybe they've woken up ages ago and they're completely in their purpose, on their path, maybe they've recently awoken, what advice would you have for them about tuning in to their particular role? I would say always go within, not without, Mm -hmm. and do whatever you can in terms of getting information, training, education that causes you to go within. Meditation for sure. I tell people 30 minutes a day minimum. Now, if you aren't willing to be still and quiet and just be with yourself Mm. and go in for 30 minutes a day, then do it twice a week or do it for five minutes and build up to a place where you have a skill. Then also surround yourself with people that are like-minded in terms of they have a like purpose. They might not do the same thing. They might not believe the same thing, but they're of goodness. Mm. They're of forward thinking. They want things to work for everyone, not just for them. So surround yourself with good people. Give yourself good input. Mm -hmm. Eat good food. Mm -hmm. Exercise well. Mind, body, spirit. (laughs) Yes, all of those things. And then what will happen naturally is this interior metamorphosis like a caterpillar to a to a butterfly a transformation when you get in touch with who you really are you become whole there's three faces that people go through the the face of who i pretend to be Mm. and most people live in who i pretend to be all of their lives because they're so afraid and that's the second face who i'm afraid that i am That's why I have to pretend. I pretend to be confident because I'm afraid I'm not worthwhile. Mm. I pretend to be kind because I'm afraid I'm not lovable. So behind those two faces is who we really are. And the only way you get to who we really are, which is exactly the same as who we pretend to be, only it's a different experience because it's authentic. Mm. Really find that we are all confident, all able, all good and that we are love itself and lovable. Mm. It's a totally different experience than we pretending to be confident. So when we get there and we fill up the empty hole and we come from that place, well, the Mm. only way to get there is through the fears. And that is my gift, Kitty, is I work with people and make it safe for them to look at things within themselves that maybe they're afraid to look at. And I get them to see that that's not who they really are enough that they can let go of it and consider going to a deeper place. So finding your purpose is really about going within. Beautiful. You know, I, I, I don't know if it's okay, but I have a special program right now that I would love to share because I think it is. A yes, plan. don't you worry. I was coming <laughs> on to that. <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> so I just want to follow up from that because I would totally concur with that. Like you are such a mirror. Like I've had the pleasure of knowing this woman for the last eight years of my life. 
And I have never met anybody who is quite so adept at mirroring back to you the bits of your life that you need to work on, but doing it in a way that makes you become more whole and more complete. And so what um, what I was going to ask you to sort of share, because obviously you have got such a pedigree, such a history of transformation, and you've done hundreds of thousands of trainings and you have compiled all of that stuff into an amazing club that people can access. So can you tell us a little bit more about the club and what it does? And, you know, and it's the other thing I love about it, which is just so new paradigm is it's just the price is so accessible as well, you know. So, yeah, tell us about the club. Well, for years and years, I've been videoing myself during my workshops and my seminars. And usually I'll do a three or four or five day workshop and it'll cost anywhere from, say, $550 to $1,250 to go to. And I videoed all of these things and my speaking engagement because I had this idea that someday I'm going to take and transcribe it and write my book. And you know, as well as many people, that I'm in many, many, many books from many <laughs> authors, and I've never written my own book yet. Yet. So one day, about a year and a half ago, actually it was at a network event, maybe two years ago in Broughton, I mm. got this idea that maybe what I should do is create a platform like an on-demand kind of HBO or Netflix of mm. Marsha Martin work. And that that would be a way to use all of these hundreds of boxes that I have filled with videos of me. And so we've been editing all of these different workshops, seminars, podcasts, speaking engagements that I've given in the past. And we've put it up online at $10 a month, or you can even get it at $100 a year. And you just click like which workshop. Of the century. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not always going to be that inexpensive. Right, sure. Because we're, you know, we've been building it. But for the last six months now, people have been calling me and saying, I think you changed my marriage. I think you saved my marriage. My mind feels like it's being rewired. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I ask myself now, what would Marcia say here? What would Marcia <laughs> do in this situation? Well, that's the lovely thing about it, because you've broken it down into sort of different areas. So say, for example, you're really keen on relationships. You know, you could specifically go into that bit of the library yeah. and look, look in there. Um, and I'm a member. And yeah, I love it. I listen to it on my dog walks. And it's just incredible because... I'm not joking. Marsha is one of the probably the, the high, most highly trained people with the most expansive consciousness level I've ever met. And of course, when you share, when you speak, people just get things through listening. So um, we will make sure we'll put all the details of the club. Uh, what's your website, please, Marsha, so people know? Sure. MarshaMartinClub.com. And Marsha's spelled M-A-R-C-I-A. And people can go to my other website, marshamartin.com, and actually opt into my mailing list. But to find out about the club and to find out how to register and to see if you want to do it, you just go to marshamartinclub.com. Perfect. Okay. And we will have those details in the show notes. But thank you, young, young lady. Yes. <laughs> Finally, three years in the asking and you have made it on the podcast and just such a pleasure to talk to you and I even found out a few things there that I didn't know so that's amazing you know I would love to say one more thing mm, to everybody of course. because many people have shared what you've said which is I reflect or I'm able to say things in a way that you see things about yourself that you can wake up or transform or and it's 
that I look to see you. Mm. And most people look to see who you think you are. Most people are looking at you and your doubts and your fears. And I look beyond that. And I see every single, I, I have been in love with people my whole life because I see how brilliant and amazing they are. And then it's easy to say to someone, hey, you know, this thing that's kind of the acting out part that you're doing isn't quite working. <laughs> Could we get rid of that shit? Are you, are you actually talking to, to me? Or? <laughs> no, Is it no. specific? <laughs> no, no. Uh, and what a joy it is to be with you. You know how much I love you and adore you and the work that you're doing in the world is priceless. So thank Thanks. you. So I've had much. a good mentor. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We will see you next week with another incredible guest. I can't guarantee that they've got such an amazing pedigree, but they will be pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I want to invite you to my Follow Your Highest Excitement Challenge. I'm going to be running a four-day challenge in my Facebook group. The link is in the section under the YouTube video. Please come and join us. Now is an incredible time on the planet to be building a 5D life in alignment with your soul. And it's much easier to do that with like-minded, conscious community around you. So please come and join the Follow Your Highest Excitement Challenge. You won't regret it. It's a high vibrational community of people changing the world, doing their dharma, making a difference and living in this new 5D energy. You will be absolutely blown away with the life that you can create. If you can believe it, you can create it. Believing is seeing. What an incredible woman. She's just amazing what she's done for the planet. You know, she has worked with some incredible, incredible people and woken up thousands and millions of people. So I do hope you enjoyed this interview. Please do get in touch. Please do let me know how you found it. Please do share it if you found it valuable. I will see you over on Instagram or come and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our Dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace.